0: Now, the Go Wild app has added some really cool and exciting functionality to their app and the first one I want to talk about is the near me function and basically what this does it allows you to engage and connect with people in your area you guys can talk about gear you guys can talk about hunting areas you guys can talk about what's going on in the woods and it just allows the users to be more of a community and connect easier the second part is the gearbox and what the gearbox is it is a, an opportunity for the users to not only see reviews on products and see what the Go Wild community is using in the field, what products they're using, but it also allows you guys to purchase up to 150,000 products. There's you, There's a shopping function on it. So check out the Go Wild app. If you haven't downloaded it to your phone yet, you need to, and you can do that at Any app store that is currently available, go wild. It's an awesome app. Check them out.
1: welcome to the missouri woods and water podcast i'm your host nate thomas We've got my boys with me today randy
2: Humfeld. michael winstead
3: how's it going fellas
2: what's up man it's going <laughs> <laughs>
3: are you a little hurt what are you right sad now? for
2: a little bummed at the moment well why don't we tell everybody
3: why you're a little bummed at the moment what, what happened to you over the weekend sir
2: well first of all we leave for you know our big elk annual elk hunting trip here at the end of august and uh we're 28 days out from the time of this recording, and uh, as of right now, I have no bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, we went to the, uh, it was a great time, by the way, the Marshall 3D Bud shoot. Yep. And um decent-sized group of us went and had a fun time together. Uh, oh, a real fun We use those, well, not you. We use those for several reasons. I mean, it helps us get ready for the season. We get to compete with each other. We don't, I mean, I don't turn my scorecard in ever. I just because I beat you. You did not and you weren't going to either. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not. Happened? And then you got a DNF because what so, happened to you?
2: So we stopped, you know, halfway through it was two ranges, 15 targets apiece, shot the first 15. Stop, eat a little lunch, we started the second 15 and I think I went first on the first target. Yeah, you were first. Yeah. I knocked narrow, drew it back, and as I'm holding it about to release, it just a big just pop. So I stopped. I mean, I didn't know what it was. Look at the bow, nothing. I kept my draw the whole time, you know, just like I looked back at it, didn't see anything. It looked just fine. And I went ahead and let the arrow go, and the arrow did not make it to the target. (laughs) It was like 15 yards short. It just kind of just like flailed its way out there, which I'm glad, you know, we're in a kind of controlled environment. It was safe i mean it could have been a lot worse
1: well looking back now that you know what was wrong with your bow i was lucky yeah, yeah because you know you looked it over and i mean there were 15 people sitting there watching yeah um behind us just because we were the first group to go and everybody heard that and we looked the bow over real quick and well, even couldn't
2: the group in front of us. When, once we caught up to him, they said, "What? Did you, did you guys hear pop back there?" It's like, "Oh yeah, It was my, it's, bow. It's, it's my bow." So what happened was my once we got down there and found my arrow and everything, I really inspected the bow, see what happened. And uh, one of the limbs, it's a split limb bow uh, on the bottom, just splintered. It didn't. Like, snap, you know, it didn't like completely it
3: break. It obviously popped, but it popped yeah, it but
2: didn't. It, it just like splintered up, and uh, that was it for the day. And, yeah. but uh,
1: so not only were you not going to beat me, then you know couldn't even to. finish,
2: uh, yeah. That that honestly hurt more than the just the bow, is just not being able to finish the event because it's the only. Once a year, we go to the bud shoot, and we had everybody there. It was a good time. Yeah, I mean that's except for Micah. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't make it because I had. I'm sorry, not everyone. Sorry, Micah. Anyone
3: that was important, yeah. Like your dad always goes to that (laughs) one. My dad was there with us. Usually, it's the whole crew. So yeah, it's fun.
1: But I mean, you stayed with us the whole time, but I had to carry around a broken bow and (laughs) (laughs) lick
2: my wounds. Yeah, it sucks. But um, as of right now, brand new limbs are on their way. Uh, should get those here in a few days. Going to run them down to the the pro shop, have them uh, put them back on and give it another go. Yeah. I do have, I'm left-handed with a 31 inch draw length. So uh, selling my old bows is a, is a difficult task. So I do still have my old bow that I've already kind of put back together and got it ready to rock and roll just in case, which I mean, I can still go. I'm, yeah. I'm going to Colorado. It's happening. <laughs> I'm going to go if I have to but just throw a knife at it, right? I'll throw a, throw a spear. <laughs> but no, I, I should have it put back together in time. It's just getting comfortable with it again.
1: But uh, Athens, uh, your bow was an Athens Archery bow. Yep. Or is it Athens Archery? Bridge 34. Uh, you called him this morning. This happened yep. Saturday. Or no, Sunday.
2: Happened on a Sunday. Uh, you called him this morning, noon.
1: which we're recording this on a Monday currently. Um, and... But they're going to send the limbs to you by tomorrow?
2: So they were put in the mail today. So I called them the first thing this morning, and they said, "Oh, well, I got – they asked what, like, number of limbs and everything and mm-hmm. got all my information. They said, all right, uh, this is what I have in stock. Um, give me your address. And it's on its way. The Athens Bows, I mean, they have a lifetime transferable warranty, so it wouldn't matter if I sold this bow to – Joe Blow from Arizona, uh, that warranty goes with him on any of the the manufacturer craftsmanship part of it. Uh,
1: That's cool. So yeah, sucks. I mean, sucks to have limbs splinter on you like that, right? On a I new mean, bow,
3: but it, it could have been worse. You know, you could have. I mean, that, oh, it, those things can explode and yeah, can cause some serious damage.
1: So. That's what's good about going and doing these shoots, though. I mean, we, you know, if if you just got your bow out and then we went hunting, yep, that happens on the on the mountain. Hope potentially. Oh yeah, and that's why we you know we shoot our bows. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get practice, and then if there's anything wrong, it's gonna rear its ugly head here, right? Hopefully, hopefully, Hopefully it (laughs) It would really suck. The one pull out there that you might make is the one that happens, but yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'd already shot the first. It wasn't like I just pulled it out and it broke. I mean, I had we were just shooting the entire front, you know, front half, but. Things happen is what it is. I talked to the guy. He's actually uh, an engineer. Um, he used to manufacture some of the bows. And at first I was like, all right, what kind of crap? But, he, I mean, explain this is how common it – it's an uncommon, common thing. Uh, if a bow has problems, it's a manufacturer. I mean, there's no way to tell if a limb has some fibers messed up. Right. So. Yeah. But they're making it right. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for – you know, once I called them, they said, yep, give me your address. They're on their way.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's get to the episode. Yeah. Uh, today we got uh, Midwest Wildlife, uh, Ryan, Dustin, and Tristan come on, and we talk about uh, property management, you know, land management, just uh, summer projects, just all kinds of fun stuff. We just we go down several rabbit holes,
2: <laughs> large rabbit holes, large yeah.
1: rabbit holes, and uh, we have a good time. So um, we'll get into the show. And anything Thank else, fillers? Hope you enjoy. All right. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Got a good one today. Today we got uh, three of the guys from Midwest Wildlife. Full house tonight. Yeah, six of us sitting around a little table in my basement. Sounds fun.
3: <laughs> you are the shortest. <laughs>
1: no doubt about it. I don't know. Tristan, you're kind of short too, right? <laughs> oh, bring it <him> in immediately. <laughs> what the hell, man? Uh, we got Ryan Greco, uh, Dustin Williams, and Tristan Williams with Midwest Wildlife with us today. And we're going to talk some uh, summer property management stuff you know some summer um some things you should be doing this summer so
3: yeah they got uh what'd you say you have a farm and then you got an extra 80 acres that just tied into it you all just picked up is that how that was going
4: yeah we did on our west border uh, 80 acre patch of timber came up and we went ahead and got a hold of it turned a 160 farm into 240 perfect perfect uh, awesome opportunity yeah yeah it was one of those deals pretty much had to jump on it move some things around to make it happen and uh Got Dustin up there looking at some things with us to try to improve it. This year, we're really not going to do a whole lot just yet. Kind of wait um, I get through this season.
5: The, haven't even been to the new one yet. Yeah. Right.
3: Cool.
4: Well, before we get too much into that, let's uh, introduce or introduce
3: yourselves. You know, we've said your names or whatnot, but tell us a little bit about yourselves and you know everything.
4: Yeah, I'm Ryan Greco, um, and I just have a passion for the outdoors and enjoying it for what for what it has to offer. Um, i'm not doing too good here so <laughs> that's all right dude no, he'll <laughs> no warm up no big deal
1: yeah. uh so we got ryan dustin
5: yeah i'm dustin williams uh from st joe a little farther north of where everybody else is from here i think yeah. um i went to school for fisheries and wildlife down at Mizzou. so i was a tiger m-i-z m-i-z uh i saw the mugs or the helmets in there yep, yep. Uh, yeah been hunting forever you know started bow hunting when i was 11 and that stuck so here we are it's very addicting yeah i actually started a business of my own it's in the baby steps you know it's called Mm -hmm. habitat works and i go and do management plans and consulting and actual contracting for people to do tsi or burning or whatever they might need done so
2: that's awesome that's yeah that's that's neat and then tristan
6: uh yeah i'm tristan williams i've just been hunting and fishing since i was uh well since i can remember Uh, i'm a videographer photographer i have a passion for shooting stuff outdoors anything outdoor related i like to take pictures of it or shoot video of it so uh that's kind of how i tie into midwest but uh yeah it's a great time we got we got a lot of things going right now and uh, excited to move forward with midwest and see where it takes us
1: yeah why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about midwest wildlife what you guys do
6: yeah
4: um so i'll just go ahead and start that back over ryan greco <laughs> <laughs> so anyways Got a little off track there, but yeah, Midwest Wildlife. Uh, it's just an outlet for us to, you know, pursue the outdoors and, and share, you know, our experiences and the knowledge and you know troubleshooting that you come across out there. Bounce ideas back and forth with guys that we like to hunt with and hang out with, and you know, see their success and their kids and families, all that good stuff. Uh, we put that coyote tournament on last year. Kind yeah, that,
3: yeah, that's where – I mean, we came to know you guys. I mean, we were – last year we would oh, – what was that other tournament we were in? The, I uh, don't remember. I'll tell natu- you this. The natural natu- 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 Yeah. We did the natural <laughs> And then we found out about you guys. And, I mean, y'all are, you know, ten minutes from my house pretty much. or And so we found out about you guys. And we've been yeah. following your stuff ever since and watching that. I mean, y'all put out some really good, cool, awesome content. Yeah. So well,
1: and, and not now, to interrupt, Brian, yeah, I'll let you get back to that. But I will say – uh, that was a great tournament Thank that was yeah whoever made the chili <laughs> yeah. man that was the, good a lot of the
4: girls teamed up on that yeah. the Hemi the Hemi household I mean they opened up the doors to us out there couldn't have worked out more perfect um, but uh, going back to Natural Born Killers and, and what I was going to say was that that uh, night kind of showed exactly what like all in one what we're about you know bringing people together for a good time nothing nothing other than that really is what yeah. happened yeah and, I mean uh, you had a Really big turnout. big turnout. Yeah, year yeah. one, I mean, geez, we, we really lost count on how many people came and went that night. But, right. It uh, was cool. Well, I mean, we had, we like had some, 70 some something teams. Was it 70-something 70, partic- 70 yeah. participants or yep. yeah. 70 teams? I can't remember. It was it was up there. I think it might have been. Yeah, it was 72 per, uh, teams, which, you know, two- to four-man teams. So mm-hmm. there's, like, somewhere around 150 people at least uh, that participate in the hunt itself. And then people came to the prize draft, raffle, all that good stuff. Yeah, it was but, fun. Yeah, I, was upset. I, I, I wasn't able something. to. I
2: wasn't able to make it yeah. to that tournament. I, was, I don't even remember what I was doing, but and that was actually the first time
4: we'll we, yeah. yeah. we'll we won
2: year. money. I I yeah, we won money at that
1: tournament. So we got the <laughs>
3: smallest dog. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, that
1: hunt, the only guys, freaking coyote you we you shot that day. Me
4: on that. I got. I shot one that was small, and I was in the run for a while. I think I lost it by two. So well, we. I mean, yeah.
3: and we even we had to split it with uh, another guy that he actually. Yeah, yeah, so we tied up. I think he was a
4: placer too uh i believe overall overall oh yeah yeah. i don't yeah i yeah i can't remember a couple of those guys doubled up on some money i know that but it was fun it all goes back to it's it's not it was fun
1: it's not about you know winning right i mean it was cool but it's about having that fun
4: i mean we getting to meet people do what we're doing oh yeah and talk about it i mean we
3: had that day it was really it was really compared to some of the other ones as far as weather, you would have thought it would have been the perfect day to go out and hunt. Oh, yeah. We go out there, yeah. and we were thinking we we're going to kill so many dogs. So calm, we only you know. had we had one double come in that we, we didn't missed. get. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't work out, and Sorry, then we had that. one pretty much right at last light before we had to book it in. So you know, it, that's just the what it misses.
4: is. Yeah, there's some guys who knew where they were at and waited for it too. You know, they they knew where dogs were and waited for the tournament to yeah. go after them oh everybody, yeah everybody had a different strategy all in all it was like my strategy was to have a good time and, and exactly everybody, i mean that's everybody, why so we can do it that's, again that's i why mean Nate remembers do. the chili out of all this yeah some people and was i swear sure i remember some cookies cookies? Yeah. Yeah. yeah another gal made the, i mean it was a huge team effort there was i don't know a couple dozen people involved that really helped see it all go through you know and i made the point that uh you know couldn't have done it without, you know, one guy, whether mm-hmm. he only did got one or two prizes for it, or this guy did uh, the chili, or that one did the cookies. It, it all just, like, worked out to be completely perfect, so yeah. it was great.
1: Uh, it was first class, and yeah. I know it probably takes a lot of work, but I hope out- you do it again next yeah, year. Yeah,
4: we're, we're going <laughs> to. I mean, that's why we put First Annual on there and make us have to live by it, and people are go. asking all that good stuff, so... And then the uh, Natural Born Killer guys, they actually, you know, gave us some tips and, mm-hmm. and some ideas and helped us out in some different ways, too. So, again, you know, just people working together for, you know, the overall sport. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see. Mm-hmm. But uh, going from there, um, that was why we wanted to do it out here because, like you said, that was like the closest one out here on the east side, or mm-hmm. west side of Missouri, really. Um, so it was just fitting. A lot of people really wanted to do it. It's close to an area where a lot of people hunt but yeah
1: so one thing you should know about our show we get way off on
6: rabbit holes. Yeah, we go into yeah, rabbit holes a lot. That was kind of it for me. So uh, yeah.
1: it, This is awesome. This yeah. is what the show is. So I'm going to try to bring it back in and let you continue explaining what Midwest well, Wildlife yeah. is before we so, interrupt it.
4: It is kind of just that. I mean, the, we revolve around the tournament right now. That's part of our identity. Um, mm-hmm. Lifestyle brand. You know, we have the hats and shirts and uh, quality focused. Um, and then, again, you, you already talked a little bit about the content. Uh, Tristan and I have been working on the content together for, well, this was our third turkey season. Mm-hmm. So yep. the third turkey season that we've actually done some downright like focused on the goal. Um, and we've come so far. I mean, if I showed you guys the stuff that we filmed the first year together out there, you guys would laugh and wouldn't even believe it. But, <laughs>
5: I well, would not um, laugh. I, I, well, <laughs> I mean, I've filmed it's... three or
2: four
4: myself right now, and I've self-filmed a deer
2: hunt and two turkey hunts. No, I I believe it. It's Tristan would laugh at us. Yeah, (laughs) this guy. Yeah, uh, Yeah. well, he knows where he came from.
4: from. (laughs) Tristan knows where he came from. It didn't. He didn't just pick it up and know it. I mean, he worked. Mm -hmm. He's worked relentlessly at figuring out all these different little things to, you know, put these masterpieces together. And fortunately, we've been able to work together really well at it. So that's kind of where it lies. And then we really been just a business. It'll be uh, one year this third quarter into this third quarter of 2020 will be one year as a legitimate business so awesome. uh, we're trying to grow COVID didn't help uh, we had a mm-hmm. deal going with some uh, hopeful opportunities that kind of came crashing down because of that put some things on hold but uh, we're still getting after it and then so that kind of leads to Dustin and I's relationship he went to Mizzou wrestled there with my brother uh, down there the new guys new guys through each other and whatnot and I had an Ozark farm and we got together on it what? Mm, just this February, yeah, I think. Yeah,
5: February. That just happened to be oh, a half a yeah, mile from my spot. fiance's brother's house. And so I took his ranger over and we did some work that day and flipped it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, flipped it. Gave a analog. The property, uh, not the ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Almost though. That place yeah, is like a mountain you could,
4: down there. Yeah, you know? if you ain't good so yeah sorry i was just wanted to make sure no one knew we flipped that range <laughs> <laughs> that would have been more fun i'm yeah. sure it's been <laughs> yeah, we flipped the property well we were down there and uh we just uh i've always kind of uh i guess been a guy who kind of wings it out here deer hunting figured it out by trial and error all that good stuff i've been bow hunting since i was 12 uh, so seventh grade i was like i need to be out there more all we were doing was hunting one time a year <laughs> uh, back then it was kind of that's what you did your dad took you out for rifle season you're lucky enough to get to go those two three days whatever and i was just driven to go more and more so bow hunted figured a lot of it out on my own uh, which that's how i like to do things anyways but um, I'm fascinated in the science of it all, and just kind of checking in on what I've known and have learned and come to know. And so that's where I like to get into this stuff with Dustin of, you know, different ideas or kind of out of the box stuff. Um,
5: kind of yeah. breaking it down. You know, you've got natural, more, yeah, yeah the, the more natural. What's feel. there? What needs to be there? What needs to Make be taken about, out? Right. Basically,
4: every would you say? square acre working for you on the land not just oh here's where i want my 10 acre food plot or there's a nice oak tree you know it was hey let's zone in on some of this other stuff of how these deer travel
5: all encompassing Uh, thermal patterns and Mm -hmm. just anything that is beneficial to to the hunter you know yeah just to
4: and again i think things that you're still halfway aware of you know or should be at least if you're trying to harvest mature deer i mean and if you're not that's fine too you know but um i've been able to what i live by is leveling up so i've leveled up you know i've killed deer and tried to grow as i kill them you know sometimes you go backwards sometimes you don't whatever um it's uh, we've talked about this in our show
1: it's about what's your individual experience what are you looking to get yeah
4: what's what's your what's your year look like what's your there's a hundred different variables you know people yeah it's not just getting to go out and hunt some people can't hunt 15 days out of a season you know Take what opportunity they can. That's their choice too. Um, but I wanted to get into some of this other stuff, challenge myself a little further, um, and just gain a little more understanding for future references and stuff. And so, fortunately, <laughs> Dustin and I yeah. got together. And it's been great. My, I mean.
5: Myself, like with Midwest Wildlife, I'm the habitat guy. As a deer hunter though, and turkey hunter, uh, I'm more like the public hunting guy or the hunting public guys. Okay, have right. uh, Been crossing <laughs> rivers and stuff since. My dad and I lost permission on our good hunting farm in 2003, and we started at one public hunting spot and conservation area here in Missouri, and every year since then I've been to that same one (laughs) plus plus. A bunch of different ones, and right. I like to go, you know, just across the state and hit one and just see what I get into. And yeah. That's kind of my style as a hunter. Oh yeah. But my real passion is like managing land. Yeah. And my experience in work is managing well, land. Well, that no, no, I, was, no. I mean, go ahead. Mike. Sorry, but that probably helps out
3: whenever it gets into oh, that public land. Right. I mean, because you can. I mean, I'm assuming you pull up your Onyx or whatever you mm-hmm. know mapping device you use, and you're like, "Well, I know in my experience." This is what works, and this is where the deer should be moving and coming from, and right? Bedding and Being feeding, able to and, topography
4: yeah, and yeah, all and those things. So
5: really, like since those guys started getting big, a lot of my knowledge base has expanded a lot mm-hmm. because there's been more people kind of getting towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, really. The whole thermal patterning thing was a huge game changer that, for me, developed and evolved last year from like ultimate. Baby level to, like, every time I went hunting, I was either meeting deer head on... Or sneaking up on them, right? right. I'm so a, you I'm a mover. the guy. You you went from the
4: example. You know, I, I'm sure everybody kind of knows. There's guys who really don't believe to hunt the wind. Even I don't know, right? They're oh, I over. or not, whatever. I, I was one of them when I, I first started mean, hunting. There's a lot of people. who I just, just went flat out. Don't. Yeah. They're like, it does not matter. I you can't. I mean, I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I'll smoke what, my cigarette in the deer's dead. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You know, if you then don't they do want and you're to like, hunt it. You're like the wind. I'm not saying that it can't work or won't, but I'm all about increasing the yeah. odds. You know, so. What I'm hearing Dustin say is that he's taking, you know, that uh, serious avenue uh, you know that some people yep. still are kind of linger on, which I, I don't at all. I hunt the wind. And now he's taking that to that level of the thermals, you know. He hunts the thermals and thinks
5: you're crazy if you don't. You can get I busted mean. on a deer that is upwind of you mm-hmm. directly, you know, and like he smells wine. you, and you're like uh, – you know, yeah. like I did everything that I'm supposed to do, but that uh, scent
4: was carried. Yeah, it, it right went. To
5: him. It went with the wind for a little bit, but when that gust died back down, it it's, gonna, it's it going. It's going back towards. Either a fall or rise. You yeah. know, and I've always
4: known that in the morning, and the in the night, you know, there's obviously thermal energy shifts. But to dive into it on the level that he's now doing, it's just bringing a whole other yeah. aspect to. You know, like I said, increasing the odds. Well, not
1: everybody has those same experiences. Right. I mean. We kind of we kind of got into thermals because yep. uh, I'm a big believer in those too. Mm-hmm. When we started going out west, out elk west. hunting, right? Yeah. it's yeah. all thermal's about huge. thermals out there. Yeah, I Dude, mean, you're either out or down. 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 Yeah,
5: it's I've been down to down. Colorado four times and haven't even got to apply oh. that yet because it was last year that I yeah. learned it. Yeah. it and it's, it's it's a mind
1: screw because you're like, hey, I think I'm good. Yeah. Nope, you're not. Yep, you know, and and it's it's this that's where that
4: being out there would really make you a believer I would, I would guess you, you have to plan your hunt yeah, your day based it. off thermal shifts out there and it's, it's just if you don't
2: you're
5: it's really weird in,
1: in like you know the middle of the day to just hunker down <laughs> mm-hmm. and just sit for three hours yeah. but that's, that's the right decision it that, that isn't that and uh <laughs> so yeah I can I can definitely
4: get the glasses out
1: and oh where we go where you can't see from here to the wall yeah we hunt that
3: dark dark timber yeah a lot of blowdown and we don't get too much glass and opportunity but i mean yeah i get what you're saying
4: so, though yeah right? for those in a particular spot yeah, yeah absolutely
1: so, yeah we recently had um aaron warprint with the hunting public was on yeah and one thing i i started using last year or the year before milkweed. yep it used to use the puffer deal right yep. and then started watching those guys i'm like shit that's cool
5: and then you're driving down the highway and luckily for us missouri's department of transportation i think is starting to get on it where they don't mow everything anymore (laughs) and they mow it less and so now we got a lot of milkweed to pull over and grab i remember the
1: first time i used it at one of the spots i hunt i'm right on a a creek Mm -hmm. and uh, i can feel the wind hitting me in the cheek the way i want it to i want it to come across my left cheek going right and i drop that milkweed and straight down Mm -hmm. the opposite way right down that creek Mm -hmm. and you're like i'm screwed i mean and that that Puffer stuff doesn't show you that because it's gone after 10 feet. Dissipates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: Uh, Yeah, Well, have you guys heard of the smoke bomb in a deer stand? I
3: I have. I've seen the commercials and things like that. Yeah, they say
5: don't do it during season. You can do it during season, and if you're set up in the right spot, it won't matter. But you light your smoke bomb, and then, like, wind travels like water, not straight line. Mm -hmm. So every tree, every – yeah. Bush, every mm-hmm. animal that Roll walks around, through right. your scent moves around and goes up and down, and it ends up in places that you would not even imagine. Mm-hmm. So there's right. a lot of times that if you're set up wrong, deer are getting you like way before you even know they're in the area. Oh I mean, yeah, don't yeah. oh, yeah. even know they ever were. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, I mean same uh, as the wind. Same as right. if you blatantly sit in a bad wind, right. Right. it's just another notch. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, they're out there checking. Points, yeah. You know? yeah, and they you
4: might fool. Them, especially bow hunting, it's just and they work together. I like too. a twenty yard shot, so yeah. I want to do everything I can to get that deer within you know twenty three to eighteen yards. You know, mm-hmm. I like the close encounter. I don't know, really, I don't really want to shoot them at 35 40 yards with my bow. Yeah, and so I mean, I you just see it all, and so it brings it back to kind of what uh, Dustin was saying. You know the. All of us have that public bone in us. Tristan's chased on it. I mean, all of us sitting here. Um, mm-hmm. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go hard at it. We don't have the luxury like some people do, or we have at other times that we may not now. Fortunately, this farm we're talking about here in particular, uh, family owns 160 uh, in laws that me and my brother in law hunt, but I did buy the 80 next to it. And so um, it gives us the opportunity to do a little bit of both, but we'll chase. We'll chase these deer anywhere we have to, you know, too, and breaking it down. But this gives us a a, a ability to really break these down to hunt the best for us that they can when we have the right opportunity to hunt them, so that we don't have to, you know, run around on all these other public grounds here and there Uh, during deer season. That can become pretty defeating at times. And I know Tristan could talk a lot about that. I've had some sob Dude, stories out public there. public ground you know? is fun. It's, it, is. I, it is. I love it yeah. for turkey hunting especially, but yeah. deer hunting, it's a whole – It's hard, man. It's well, really, but really, but really hard. But at the same
1: time, you know, we, we was but it you and me? You were get in it, there. We were just talking about this last mm-hmm. week about, man, sometimes it would be nice to go hunt public ground and just be like, I'm I'm hunting and this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. How much time do we spend every summer, which is the topic we're going to talk about is summer projects,
6: mm-hmm.
1: on our properties – with work food plots, work and whatever, you spend just hours upon hours for the chance of that, you know, that one deer you might be after or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's something to be said for just just going hunting. Going well, hunting, that's what you know. it
4: is. Yeah, you're going hunting in, in the nomadic uh, experience. You know, uh, Tristan's dad, he's, real, he's a real nomad hunter. He'll be gone. I think a lot of times that's why we do that or he does that or, you know, that's myself, I do, I do it, it yeah. too. It's like... You're out there and it's a challenge. Just like hunting a new property, if someone invites you and says, hey, come, you can come hunt my property or whatever with us this weekend and I show up and I'll just bring a hang on or a a climbing stand or whatever just to kind of, you know, go look and see what maybe you think might be. Because it's, you know, not everybody gets that freedom either,
6: but that's what it's about. I agree. Well, there's no better place to learn, like, deer behavior, though, more than public ground. You know, that... Missouri has such like vast and vast, amazing yeah. properties vast. that everybody can, hunt. you don't have to own property, but it's the best place to just go watch. I mean, you're not after a specific deer that you've been letting grow for three years, like on your property, you know, all the management, you're just, you don't know what's there, but you get to study the land more to figure out where you think the biggest deer will be yeah. and learn it that way. Oh, so yeah. it's just because a whole different avenue it, of learning. How the doe travel and then mm-hmm. here are in there, in the rut. And
4: yeah, it's, it will teach you a lot. You just have to have – you have have have
0: to have that
1: mindset that today might be ruined. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it might, you know. uh, And I think watching the shows like The Hunting Public and guys like Born and Raised, we watch with elk hunting and stuff. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. just got to go into it knowing everybody owns this public ground just like me. And I might be on a perfect setup, I think, and I might have a guy walk through it 10 minutes before dark. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. They
5: talk about, too, like I was real bad forever about – getting really defeated when I ran into another human out there. Right. And I'm just like like That's a good thing. Damn it. You know, like talk to each other. Like see what a lot of them guys are still that way, but a lot of them really aren't. And they're just like us and they just they're out there having fun it's kind of bummy to them that they ran into you Mm -hmm. just like it was. But if you can go find your own nook and they can go, you know, you can figure it out. Aaron used Aaron said
1: this in our episode with him. He said when he would first run into people it w- he would get pissed off and like yeah this is my spot i had you know or like and go hide he, and he try he not learned, to let them see you right or like, whatever and no, he learned yeah, yeah. that's a great thing yeah because now i know there's people here the deer aren't going to be there right i'm, I'm going to find go. somewhere, somewhere else you Right. you use it
4: to your advantage, advantage. you have to yeah. and obviously if adapt you- and overcome every time if you're gonna hunt it, it, you can be hunting we can be hunting this 160 and yep. there could have been people walking around the whole border of it earlier mm-hmm. there that day yep. or, any time you don't know so yep. so well,
1: summer projects <laughs> yeah yeah so i think that's cool um a, a cool subject is to talk about what are some cool summer projects um summer land management things that that
4: we should, should be, be doing do. right yeah now. there's a lot
1: of people I mean we're 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 getting a little still, late right? now but Sure. I mean even, yeah
4: if we were four or five, six weeks ago there's we can still touch on some of that oh, stuff yeah. too.
1: But yeah, we're we're definitely we're gonna be releasing this in August and, and yeah that, that just is yeah. what it is. But yeah we um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that either have access or, or own land that they're kinda like a lot of us, even mm. maybe before you started learning a lot about it, Dustin is what, what in the hell do I do? What do I, do I got do? it? What do I do with it? Right. Yeah. Check yeah. trail
5: cameras. Yeah, yeah. 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 Throw uh, that bag of yeah. corn down. everyone's. that <laughs> yeah. oh, That preseason yeah. <laughs> attract. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, get, deer, them. Deer yeah. <laughs> get the deer yeah.
3: cane. Yeah. yeah.
5: Get the deer cane. Get the deer cane. That mineral
3: lick. Get, get that established. That's all I need. No, that's that's legit, though. Oh, I mean,
5: mineral something you can do anytime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Mineral. We, we want to always
4: do mineral. Yeah. I mean, all year round, it's always an easy thing to do during the summers.
5: So
1: I know people aren't going to be doing this yet, but beginning of the summer, what are some things that you start thinking about? Hey, okay, here's some here's some thoughts. Here's what I'm going to start planning for, and then as you go through your summer, what do you start transitioning into? You know, so when do you when do you really start messing with your stuff, preparing for the year coming up?
5: Um, I mean, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shooting. I mean, you're shooting all the time, staying comfortable there. I don't think anybody has a problem doing that. Um, as far as land management goes, though, you want to think that during the summer months you're trying to be relatively uninvasive. So early on, you want to have your access ready to go, uh, get in there, slip in there.
4: Uh, get that access ready to go. Yeah. Basically, got a dog walking through. Basically, the access as soon as I don't know what six weeks into major growth season. Um, and then from there, groom it. Yeah, Keep it monitoring
5: manicured. a lot of monitoring. So if you do have some established food plots or ones that you're just like trying to get going, a lot of times you're going to be battling a lot of weeds, and you're going to be battling, you know, not like a failed food plot. So what do you yep. do then? You know, time it for the rain. Try to get an overseed in. You know, it's it's a monitoring process on a property like this. Um, a lot of just a lot of mowing. You can invasive species are probably the biggest <clears throat> issue that i face on a daily basis and summertime is good for invasive species for a couple reasons because when you spray in the summer that plant is going under more stress from the high heat mm-hmm. and just dryness um and then there's also growing season burning less
4: chance of the seed spores yeah germinating
5: plants I don't know, you guys uh watch dr wood's Growing deer TV, yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, absolutely, extremely informational. Oh yeah, Um, way above my pay grade. (laughs) Uh, But you know, plants in the summertime, especially late summertime, all their energy's up here. So Mm -hmm. if you kill them down here, they don't have anything left. Right. So that's a Mm -hmm. good good summer thing too. uh, Post June fifteenth, getting ready to go. Yeah, Um, yeah. Like a lot of monitoring. Summer is kind of limited. Mm -hmm. it is and i mean
4: this farm in particular so the 160 it's we're kind of at we can do whatever we want hunting wise you know it's it's you know your deal do what you need to with it help out it's uh the grandfather my grandpa uh in-law is what it'd be it's his place and so he'll he'll it's crp what probably at least three quarters almost of it yeah so to speak i'd say 100 acres is almost crp and then other 60s ditches and draws, but we have established mineral sites so always go through freshen those up whether we have cameras in front of them or not that's always the thing keeping those good uh, for your doe population and then you know overall antler growth Um, like Dustin said that the food plots if something if there's a failed one spraying it off otherwise you know helping manicure the the, uh, weeds out of it fertilizing them uh, making sure that they do have Water sites, you know, like we got a couple little dried up ponds, is what I call them, but the creeks still feed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go through and just kind of pull logs and stuff out to continue to feed them as best as I can so that whatever water we can get in there, we keep. Um, and then you know, a little your,
5: uh, your border trails, yeah, border trail maintenance, a little to go along with the mineral thing and the food plot thing, uh, like your plot rock. Mm -hmm. Uh, oh yeah the broadcasting mineral Mm -hmm. is say you got a patch of just tall grass or something and it's in the perfect v and you want to start a food plot there and it's july one you go in you knock down the tall grass you terminate it most likely with chemical i try to do it without if i can't but that's a lot tougher to do right yeah you get your seed down and you spread that plot rock or Redmond, you can just get like you can get stuff product, just like it at yeah. TSC.
4: That's you know it's widely it, available. I call it the mineral plot.
5: Yeah, and then any his, any plant that grows in that area has that mineral in it. So the deer critters aren't having to go through the soil to eat, get that mineral. They don't have to eat dirt to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you think about a deer, what's yeah. the what's the biggest cause for aging is their teeth. Mm-hmm. Right. They you wear the teeth down. down. Yep. And then. He's probably going to have some health issues because he's been eating dirt mineral, you right, know, for whatever. Is right, right. my thinking, long. at least. Well, I, but, I mean, it makes theory.
1: sense. I'm, yeah. I'm not a scientist. If you can
4: yeah. give it to him easier, yeah. you might as well. Right. You know, and not only that. I, you know it's what's it's funny, though, concentrated either. And yeah. yeah. I don't know
1: what you all do, but when we, I personally, on my mineral sites, I know Andy does this, we mix our own. We think we're mm-hmm. scientists. I don't know. <laughs> well, big I 55 you you Yeah. bit. a little bit. You know, we buy salt and trace mineral and die cow and... And I'll I'll have a pile of it right here, and I'll get on camera a damn deer five feet away from it where it washes, digging in the damn dirt mm-hmm. when he's got a pile of it. See, it could I, be too hard. It could I've be never hardened, even thought you know. about that. And I'm just yeah. like, what? I mean, it doesn't bother me. I spread out in a
4: general area. always have, I mean, probably two, three times the size of this table here, uh-huh. which was tapped on it, just because I don't like it all concentrated in one area anyway. Yeah. And then they pack it down so much. That it turns into like an area that holds water pretty much too, so right. it's like a, a little bit of a pond, area. mineral <laughs> pond. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have one that's the size of this room. Yeah, and he shot a doe. Tristan did over it last year, and it's like a mineral watering hole pretty much. Right, but
1: that's a good idea. I didn't
4: think of that. I mean, I, mean I, do. I it drop out,
1: drop it, and it's you know this pyramid deal. And I've mm-hmm.
4: seen it to where it will harden up pretty darn thick. So. Um, I ran mineral for like ten years. That's always just kind of been my thing. Just keeping mineral in there. We,
1: I've always ran it, but I've always just went and like bought a damn trophy rock, mm. and nothing against trophy. I mean, no, I would but just buy the trophy for, rock. ground Well, down, you pay though. for it, and then yeah. you look at it. It's not. And you much. look at the back, yeah. and the ingredients is like 997 percent just straight salt. I just, get, which is yeah, fine.
4: I get that same mineral rock just ground up. Yeah, and that will harden up mm-hmm. like that, like that. Yeah. You know, So his suggestion spreading it out. I mean. You can do. I've done, you can spread it out over the top of
5: your food pot, and it's still going to give a mineral right yeah, through the clover. I've you done. Know. You know, trees will be multiple stem, one dies, and you've got this nook that holds water and stuff. Mm-hmm. Throw some mineral in yep. it. Yeah, you want water very, very close to your mineral sites. Yeah,
4: now, I'm. I'm sure some of you are aware of that. Some people aren't, but you want it within a stone's throw, pretty much of your. Mineral I've got site. a problem
1: in one of my spots, Dustin. I want to hear your, your your thoughts on this. So one of my spots, I've got a problem. My mineral site. Stays wet, just like you were saying, Ryan. Mm -hmm. But really wet. So if we get one good rain, washes, washes
4: it down. And
1: so, well, I mean, maybe that's not a bad thing. My mineral site has turned into a pretty large site Mm -hmm. because it'll wash. Yeah. And it's killing everything, you know, down of it. Yeah. And now the site's probably twenty foot long, by ten foot wide.
5: I would assume that a lot of that other than the it's got good sunlight in there you could probably put
1: no sun, not really
5: yeah, yeah. I, would, I would assume that other than the the direct high flow part of that a lot of that soil around is still pretty rich mm-hmm. i would imagine i've not seen it where it washes and then you've got like an elongated i've seen the big wash out like hole craters <laughs> but <laughs> this uh, like, sounds well, like this a is trough. kind of a
1: this is kind of a weird setup because it was my bad right so the first year we started doing mineral, I know we're going off on a tangent, but well, that's mineral mineral is a big deal. though. The Hard first year we we did it, I had this smart idea for the first couple of months of the summer to to put soybean meal in with it, and I'm like, oh, they'll love that. Mm. Well, soybean meal gets wet. What's it do? Rots. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and so the original site I had, I went to check it one day, and it was, I mean, it was a dead animal smell. Just oh, rank. So I had to I had to shovel it out of there. Oh, yeah. All the and so that was the well, original
4: site. <laughs> then
1: I moved the site up uphill. I guess you'd call it. Yeah. And now it's you know one large spot oh, okay. because I had to kind of. I, I mean, I I remember walking in there going something's dead in here. The crazy and thing is, and I look, is, I'm though. like, oh, it's that.
2: After he moved it, they started using the old site. Yeah. Like once he shoveled it out of there, we had, on, on camera they were going back to the old rotten spot <laughs> wow. and not the new spot. Wow. Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah, but now it's just kind of all one big, um, you know, mineral site. But you know, I'll go dump a dump a five gallon bucket of that, and the first rain gone. Yeah, you know, it doesn't harden up like I kind of want it to here and there. Would,
4: yeah, I'd probably move it to no. where it doesn't get ran off. Build, it, I, build I've a, had a brim spots, or something. Believe it or not, I this was years ago too, where I would put the big old.
1: Just uh, say it, Andy. Just say it. Say you're
5: right. I, he said build a brim. I believe like I did that. You did <laughs> do that. Yeah, yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I mean I did something too, so in Saint Joe up there where I live we get we're fortunate to have some urban agricultural ground to hunt. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that city deer get big. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh the original landowner when we started passed away and then we had to fight like hell to <clears> continue <throat> hunting it. We got that. But the new farmer has uh, tactics of like removing all the trees and the waterways and planting mm-hmm. every square inch, right. which for us is not what you want. Right. They used to have grass. They had a whole big patch of timber that he took out, and so there's a lot of erosion and things oh, like that. Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm like, well, what do I do uh, to try to you know make make lemonade out of These the lemons. bad lemons? You yeah. know? <laughs> uh Some of those washout spots. Why not? He can't get into that, so use those little nooks to just get something growing. If you know water flows through there, I purposely did kind of what you were struggling with, and I would put a bunch of mineral at the head cut of a erosion ditch, mm-hmm. a small one. Let if it was a huge one, it, yeah, and oh, let yeah, it no. kind of carry it across that field because it was about a 200-yard stretch. And it, I mean, I figured it probably wasn't going to make it down there right away. Mm -hmm. it'll at least kind of rich that area up and there was a little quite a bit of deer traffic that i mean they're going to travel that anyways because it's a corridor but Mm -hmm. it it i think it helped i mean
1: you know for me it that the land management side of what i do is i don't know what can you do to make your spot a little more appealing to the deer than the one mm -hmm. half a mile away Mm -hmm. are you helping or not maybe maybe not but, you know, it doesn't hurt to, to to try some different things. Right. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people are big on food plots.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think you can do nothing and just learn how to hunt it all and your access yeah. correctly. I mean, the food plot stuff and mineral sites, all that's great, you yeah. know, but. Or just manage your property. Yeah. I
1: mean, you said this one that um, we're looking at, what, 160 and plus the 80 or something. Yeah, and the
4: 80 is next. I mean, we'll, we'll okay. break into hunting, you know, a little bit of it this year. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves. Um on it because, you know, we want to take advantage we know a lot of bucks are coming in out there Mm -hmm. on our property. I mean I, I typically hunt the west side anyways that ties into it. That's kind of my sweet spot over there. But um we'll get into that. If we didn't have a food plot on here, and even the ones we do, I don't particularly hunt on over them or on them. Same with the mineral sites, because to me, it's just overall herd health and population. So anytime you can get out there and kind of help the does that are, you know, trying to raise up fawns or make your bucks have bigger antlers, the easiest thing, most beneficial thing you can do. And then if you want to choose to hunt over it, you know, make sure, your spot yeah. more appealing, great, more power to you. But um, it is the mineral, and then it's water from there for me. And then second is really just making sure that I have all my access points in, uh, manicured, you know. And, and whether that CRP's tall grass that year or was cut off that year, isn't really going to make any difference to me other than um, still having to have my access points into the little timber pockets that I choose to hunt.
1: A lot you of see- landowners might be okay with. Uh... So uh, Dustin, you might know these guys. They're they're on our network, land and Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm you know love to talk to them sometime they they're real nice guys they're big on uh, at least from what i'm listening to them it sounds like this you might have a 200 acre farm you don't have a single mineral site or a single food plot but if you manage the property correctly mm-hmm. do maybe some hinge cutting mm-hmm. provide cover for the animals yeah. you, know, you just brought them to you without actually changing anything and you yeah. and you're improving your your property by yeah, removing some canopy and, and you yeah. know, some stuff like that. So, that's yeah, what that's
5: what we're doing. That's my, that's my like, strongest area is the timber work. Um, TSI is incredible, Dude. like, for carrying capacity is what you're changing. You can l- literally hold a lot more deer. And feed them longer. In areas that have had TSI work done. They're going to get tender brows coming up because the sunlight that comes down it's not being blocked by the closed canopy
6: mm-hmm.
5: all kinds of cover because a deer lives at five foot and below right. we often mean on last year but most of the time we're thinking we're up in a tree and you know you want this cover and stuff but to them unless they're seasoned to tree stand hunters which they may or may not be this is where mm-hmm. this is where they're at yeah and so definitely. if they feel concealed six foot lower you know just a dynamic as you go through there uh that's the best best thing that you can do and yeah. it's probably the cheapest thing you can do too yeah. i mean the only uh, if thing you do you it, can, yourself, uh, you do it if yourself if you do it <laughs> well, yourself yeah, you, what I'm saying, saying, it's you can cheap. get you
3: you get a buddy and a case of beer. You go out there with a chainsaw. Maybe wait till after you're done start, working. Yeah. But you Whack can, get a, a you down. can yeah. get a lot of work done. Yeah, and, I mean, it's a
1: little huge. research, but yeah, yeah definitely degree. do. Don't yeah. just Missouri go Woods and Water everything. guys said just to cut
4: down
2: our entire <laughs> <business>. <laughs> <laughs> get some beer and go get a chainsaw and start cutting. Yeah, that,
3: that
5: sounds like a good get time. Get rid of yeah, all the timber. Uh, no, yeah, water. honestly, I'm with them though. I follow. The carrying capacity thing is like. I've seen it because I've had the opportunity to go back to some projects and, you know, see how it improves year to year. And it's a huge mess, which turns a lot of people off. But, you yeah. know, what's a big buck like? A huge mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why not create a huge mess in, like, any patch of timber that you have and right. it becomes better Well, that and it's way.
1: it's it's looking for the long-term goal, mm-hmm. the time you're working on it. Once again, I was listening to you another, more deer? another uh, uh, podcast on our network, the Bear Hunter uh, magazine podcast he had Landon legacy on and they were doing some more talking and they started talking about japanese honeysuckle.
5: Yep. Bush honeysuckle. There's a
1: lot of people that think it's great because the the deer eat the berries blah blah blah.
4: It's invasive.
1: But that's an invasive species and it's it's short-term payout
4: yeah. mm-hmm. for, for yeah. detrimental for detrimental things. Um,
1: right. But nature. you try telling somebody maybe feature. that I'm hunting over these honeysuckles and I'm these deer are coming him. right to it and I'm yeah. killing them. You're an idiot. Like yeah. n- no, I'm not doing that and it's Right. You know, they talk about having to reprogram people in the way you think, and it's about long-term goals. Yeah. And, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, for instance, TSI. Yeah. There's potentially a lot of people listening to this show that don't know what does that mean? Yeah. What, yeah. what does TSI entail?
5: Timber stand improvement. There yep. you go.
1: And, and what are some things that, let's say you just bought this this property here. What, Dustin, would be the first thing you would do? just you bought it um you might have walked through it obviously but yeah first thing you're going to do um let's say you bought it in may
5: well so so this farm for example ryan told me that they recently logged all the mature walnuts out of it so they lost to a lot of roost trees years ago yeah and stuff we did walnuts don't provide a whole lot of benefit to whitetail but but the the turkeys yeah yeah, um it helped with the timber with yeah
4: for the for the deer but
5: so knowing that go in there I saw some of those stumps that they had cut and they've got 10 or 15 sprouts on them. Mm-hmm. So, for the walnuts only, you're going in and you're picking at this point, you know, three, four, five of them. A couple years, you're narrowing it down to one that's doing the best. Mm-hmm. And then, in that area where the old one was yeah, taken from. At that point, you just use a hierarchy of what trees you do and don't want. And, you know, for me, it's oaks, hickories, walnuts because of their log value really because it's nice to have options to get that farm payment right Um, yeah future and then your softer woods like elms a little bit softer you know elms hackberries just stuff that does well uh and then you got your locusts and your hedge and and it's all it's all every piece of land's different so there's no cookie cutter method sure You have to to go through and
4: take the time to identify Mm -hmm. and and understand and mark and then take out what you don't want and and then work on it year in and year out. This farm, so I guess to kind of wrap our heads back into, I guess, the summer plan or whatever. Don't do TSI in the summer. Don't do that (laughs) in the summer. Um, Let's just go and say that this farm was exactly in line, exactly how we wanted it. Um, and it really would just be a manicuring process. Like you bought speaking. it May, and it's like yeah, just perfect. Everything, yeah. Yes. Our 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 trails are established. Our you know wind direction trails. Everything's just in shape, perfectly established. It's just a manicure standpoint. Generally speaking, in the summer, you know, trail cams, maybe freshening up minerals, like we said, food plots, kind of going through, nitpicking things. Now, if you wanted to add a project in on a year, you know that your farm's already manicured. Um, this farm in particularly speaking would uh, be a good candidate to put a couple wildlife ponds in. And so you just come in and you find a hillside that has a good um, slope or grade to it that you notice some drainage run towards a creek or something in that direction. And if you can find a clay area, it's even better. And then we come through and we'll dig that out. We'll make about a 10 yard by five, six, seven, eight yard pond that then stays full all year because it's on that backside of a hill. And I mean, it's like a, it's like a food plot, you know, but for water. They gotta right have it. There. It's, yeah. a, it's another thing that they're gonna go to. And I, I picked that tactic up years ago uh, hunting down in Gasconade County. I got to hunt on a guy's farm. I think he had six six to eight hundred acres down there, and he'd have all these uh, slow rolling hilltops, and every one of them, you know, he had these wildlife ponds. And every night you would just see deer. You know, it didn't matter when <laughs> they just come crawling right up and get that easy access water um saw a lot of bucks over them or in those areas but i mean to me i like hunting doe because if i know that i I understand and learn my doe population and that's something you can also do in the summer too checking in on your does um you know from afar to see how they're doing you know there's um to me if i know they're consolidating in certain areas then i'm going to be able to understand how the bucks are going to most likely be traveling uh come later on that that
5: they know where About those are. Time, you <laughs> know?
4: And, and that's the biggest thing with this farm is it holds anywhere from 8 to 12 doe um, between the two sides. That's on the 160. And so, sure enough, you'll always have some bucks running around in there if you sure. take care of those dough. It's not really a buck domain now. The 80 acres that we just bought, that's what I'm going to consider like a big buck factory. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming in and out of there. It's a big chunk of timber next to it. And, I mean, we're going to go hog wire on Seed or thinning. Uh, I mean, all sorts of everything we're talking about is going to go down on that eighty yeah. acres. I because mean, we're going to walk every square
5: inch. He is the owner. and we can do, do whatever. You actually, you want. control it. That yeah. that
4: we can <laughs> yes, I one hundred percent on it. You know, and I don't stretch the boundaries on the other side. I do what needs to be done to keep them happy, which keeps me happy, and it's a good working relationship. Super thankful for it too. But I can't go in and dig a wildlife pond in there. You right? Know what I mean, right. I can't. I can't say I'm leaving this can't tell to section get of C R P this there. year. Yeah, I need that <laughs> yeah. done by this time, you know. We'd be burning all this stuff off if it was, you know, <laughs> our our particular choice. But um summers really kinda kick back, relax, get amped up for the season and just keep your method and approach in check, you know. Yeah. Um, go back through, do some cl- cl- uh, clip in trimming on your main trails. You know, this one in particular, we got this south side trail for a north wind that would come through the center. That's got to be kind of gone through. This is stuff that really at this point should be done. If it's not, go get it done as fast as you can. I don't really get out and hunt on these properties till late October anyway, so to me, it's not overly pressing. I mean, it's coming down to the wire, but you know, it's
1: funny. I always say I got time. It's not overly pressing, and then next thing I know, I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be, yeah,
4: it'll be overly pressing about. Next weekend, if we <laughs> yeah, do yeah. get it done. No yeah. kidding. I mean, I've got plans to get up there on the 15th and pretty much knock out the remaining odds and ends and maybe one other weekend from there
5: and these these that 160 and that 80 that are literally right next to each other a perfect example of not being cookie cutter Mm -hmm. because on on his 80 cedars cedars a lot of hedge probably and honey locusts up in them old former pasture areas but over here you've got some established like mature timber obviously it has that junk in there too but nice grass for the most part it's
4: established hardwood timber yeah and yeah that 80 there has every bit of it all you know it's got the thick briars that you can't even Mm -hmm. walk through it's got mature timber through the center and then it's got the sparse
6: Mm
5: -hmm. early successional post cattle operation looking stuff is what Mm -hmm. that is in there you
1: know the the
4: water something i
5: never really thought
4: about oh it's huge because
1: my favorite everywhere i've ever hunted there's been water around i mean Mm -hmm. i just told you i hunt right on a creek you know, right, and, I'm like, and okay, there's
4: theories that they don't like to drink out of moving water, huh. and they'll drink out of a creek, you know, where it puddles up or pulls up or stops. Um, but they do; they want to. I think a calm setting when they go to get a drink. They want to be able
5: to hear. Yeah, want to be able to. I mean, that make makes a lot of sense. Everything yeah. still. And you know. Moving water is turbid, so yeah. You got suspended soil. I've only yeah, seen one
1: deer ever drink out of a creek, and that was that one right there, right before I've, he died. Yeah. Seen, yeah. Uh, he shouldn't have been drinking out. He, of that. he, he, he took a drink and then stepped out. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so I, I'm not saying that they won't, but it, it, general rule of thumb, I just uh, known to see them. I mean, they'll drink out of like just a puddle of water. Yeah, there mm-hmm. because that's the easy that makes picking, sense. They're the a safe a, bet for them, you know. And yeah. if they have this established area that's their water site it's pretty much lights out in my opinion um it's one of my number one things
5: it's an easy scouting tool too because you yeah get, you get the you know no bucks are really hitting that one i can see what footprints are yeah. in there so no, maybe absolutely. the buck's
4: over on a different one too, all sorts you know. of yeah benefits to it the scouting tool as well um so good spot for cameras. you just mentioned camera spot different you know. types of
1: timber in that that adu bot mm-hmm. that's one thing you know at one of the places i'm at and you know, Mike has got some new places uh, he got yeah, access to this year. I've got an interest. It's not a very large property, but it's the timber itself is basically cut in half right down the middle, right
5: mm-hmm.
1: by a creek. The north side of that timber is mostly hardwoods, um, you know, your normal oaks, stuff like that. But it's pretty thick canopy. There's not a lot of sunlight getting in. Mm-hmm. And in the back half, which scares me, is a bunch of thick, thorny locusts, nothing you can hang in. this <laughs> you about
3: this place? You didn't see any like stands like
1: when hell. you, you were know, <laughs> like walking around there, People keep talking about you need it's to mess with that, but we might be those, those mature <laughs> deer live there. Yeah. I mean, because it's thick. Nothing wants to go in there, you know. And mm-hmm.
2: They slip in, slip out. Yeah, and I'm, they can take I'm reluctant to, to mess with, with it. No you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because I know a guy. I know it's, I know it's betting area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: getting his cards out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, got it, that's the thing that, you know, people have to kind of think is, is this going to, um, what's the word? Is it going to screw up? Or is, it it up, or is what's yeah. going on now? going to last
4: right because right. eventually so they're going to keep using it, so, that or yeah. is it going to overgrow it and so bad you know, yeah. yeah yeah and that's it's funny you said because that, that's exactly what's going on here and a lot of the drawings i have on here are to try to wrangle that back in but still have some of that uniqueness to it that does offer you know certain hide or cover to them there's there's a real um Back and forth there, I hunted an area that was real similar, and I hunted it for six, seven years in a row, and you could kind of watch it grow up, you know, and mm-hmm. it was real awesome for like three or four years because it was just the perfect setting, but then it went it went from not being tall enough to perfect to too tall, too overgrown, you and know, and then gone. you can't see, nothing can really go through there and i've that. had the
5: same thing um, on that piece of public that i was talking about that i've yeah, been in yeah. for 15 years and yeah. i might
4: have been lying on seven years it could have been longer 10 yeah. whatever right. you know, it's been a long time ago but i did watch it, it change go through that phase yeah, but mm-hmm. it makes
1: you it makes you double i mean almost second guess yourself that the same property i'm talking about which is not yours I right right no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um we'll find you, <laughs> you know, it, it's a. Uh, uh, Three years ago, I was walking through there after a snow, after season was over, just trying to look for some sheds.
5: Best time to walk.
1: And it has some, I call them uh, curtain vines. Oh, yeah. I mean, it yeah. just looks like a wall of, you know, I don't even know what, what it's actually called.
5: Some Probably some English ivy or sure. Virginia it creeper. It was still green <laughs> for the yeah. most part.
1: Oh, yeah. So anyway, I'm walking through there, and I get within, you know, me to Tristan, which is maybe five feet from that ivy. Whatever the hell it was.
6: Mm-hmm. And I, be I, bump a,
1: I bump a buck, and it's this buck I've been after. Um, if anybody listens, it's Sub Zero who I bumped. And there he goes, and he was just there. And I don't know how I got within five feet of the damn thing because I was crunching yeah. through the snow <laughs> yeah. and was, didn't was, even know scooching. he was there. And shoop, there he goes, and I got to watch him. And it makes you go, oh, this is perfect. I need to leave this stuff yeah. alone, blah, blah, blah. And at some point, that's going to be a problem. Definitely. Because <laughs> it's going to get worse and worse. and They'll right. get entangled in it
5: well that and then you're just blocking so a lot of those invasives they they just outcompete everything out they of, outcompete man. everything they send chemicals out that c- inhibit other plants growth and you know a lot of these they problems do. that we have like with the the oaks that die mm-hmm. isn't because there's just something getting them but their conditions aren't what they need to be for the right. for the trees to remain healthy and so you got to you got to manage things that aren't supposed to be there even though they seem beneficial Honey is the same way because the way it grows when it gets big it umbrellas out and then it creates this like shelter mm-hmm. and they love to bed up against it like if they can see out a little bit or whatever but before long you can't move like right. a big buck you think about how how wide like two feet wide antlers they got right what it's like walking through some of that stuff like they don't want to put extra effort in to the, get through. Yeah, they want to be safe and have a good, secure place. But if they can't move through it, and they got to you find know, a new route, yeah, they got, they got to be yeah. efficient
4: too in their methods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, throughout the season, and, and that's things one thing's changing. One thing i have done hearing you say, I guess I've been doing
2: it, but not maybe intentional. It's for my own benefit. Uh, one of the properties I, I was on, I was taking a, a tractor and mower, and, and every couple of years, I'd mow some trails back open yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then. Uh, problem was there's so much thorny locust i was losing tires so often so finally i've got a skid steer on tracks and a mower for that skid steer so my plan is you know to to kind of keep those those trails maybe not completely groomed but keep that undergrowth under control definitely
4: That's the biggest thing I, I've said. It is, it's you get your place how you want it, and then you manicure it in the summer. The summer is the manicure months of you know you should if you were doing a spring food plot you should have already done it. If you're not, then you know right about now you should be start thinking about fall spraying and fall. your fall stuff. So in between those two times, you're literally manicuring or you're tackling a piece of <laughs> your farm plan, you know. Sporadically throughout. I, I, I use this analogy in the business that I'm in because it's it's very similar. It's you know smaller scale as far as homeowners and their lawns and things like that versus farms, and, and it's a year in and year out process every season. To to get your place, you know, all four seasons of the year, year in and year out, to get it to how you want it and then to keep it to how you want it. And, uh, um, yeah, and you freaking just all there take is. one damn year off and you're full of clover mm. again. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you you will. Yeah. yeah, and you'll go backwards really quick. Um, so staying on top of it is key and just finding those times to do it, mm-hmm. um, it is the biggest thing.
6: Yeah, I think that's another thing that goes into it. And you, like, just on that farm, for example, you know talking about the manicuring you know maintaining your <clears throat> uh entry and accesses uh spraying trails in the summer has mm-hmm. always been a good time uh just spring. to prepare yourself for a quiet entry mm-hmm. when it's peak of yeah. november you know you, you're not having to worry about foliage and making being loud walking in you know a big um, storm comes through
5: and you know that it
6: knocked
5: a bunch yep. of limbs down in your neighborhood mm-hmm. you better go check your entrance Yeps and stuff because yep.
4: make it easy on yourself because you're going to have to bring your chainsaw because you're going to have to do something you know but you already know where you're going what you're going to do you're just checking in manicuring things and being prepared i mean 75
6: percent of the battle of being invisible during peak of the rut is Mm -hmm. in your access point so i think that's another great thing to check Uh, i know also we could snap
4: our fingers and be in our stands we'd all kill a lot more i've got a great
1: invention idea zipline uh it's it's, it's (laughs) freaking like hoverboard Mm. shoes man oh yeah if i could just like hover two feet off the ground yeah.
4: and just, i'm gonna make uh some that uh have deer hooves
5: that strap on your on the bottom of your feet <laughs> So, like so, so that you, uh, you're
4: just stepping on a smaller circumference area <laughs> yep. i'm, I'm gonna, gonna do it we're about to be rich Yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we got it going on.
1: and of course this idea of the one i i never gonna happen and i don't even know why i'm talking about it but it was when right, we were yeah. out elk hunting i'm like this freaking sucks you know my short little ass trying to get over this uh all this deadfall, and I'm like, I'd love to have just a little set of shoes on that I can just turn on and float right up to the top. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I'm with you. Yeah, got, it'd be great. Yeah. Wow, I got one more thing I wanted touch yeah. on with Dustin. Um, so, like, for example, we've got a place down in Cool Camp, and I know a lot, for most hunters, um, their biggest thing in the summer is summer inventory. Yeah. Did that target buck last year survive? Yeah, they they did. start growing yeah. antlers. They want That's to check. True. So I think a, a great question to answer um, is... I've got all these giant bucks on my farm in November. Why do I not have them in the summer at all? Why aren't they living on my property? What can I do to put them on my property? Or you know, do you, just where are yeah. they? Like what, why are they will summer in different areas? areas.
5: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you think deer like to eat tender brows, the most palatable food that they can find. Mm-hmm. Um, well, most of your plants, especially dark, yeah, especially not down Ozark. in the rocky no. terrain, you're fighting for nutrients and you're fighting yep. for every, uh, you know, uh, what's the word. It's food, it's food cover water but right. what's the word for all of them you're fighting for each of them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh no yeah they're gonna summer in different areas they mm. want to be stress-free they don't want to be competing with a lot of other deer they don't need to be because it, there's food everywhere <clears throat> and uh We're crops come out yeah, yeah. leaves right, fall yeah. off then you start getting them you know fall or winter shift. ranges and then yep. you want to have something attractive this kind of brings me to something that I I believe in that a lot of people don't believe in, but one, something attractive for when they start exploring <laughs> their ranges. You know, you notice later in the summer and later in the summer, you might get that one yeah. buck that drifts over once just to kind of see or whatever, yeah. and then he's gone. The one for that a shows while. up and never yeah. enters again. Yeah. yeah. If he comes over and you've I mean, done all kinds of new stuff there, and there's all this new tender brows either coming up or like you brought stay? it down to the ground with hinge cuts or whatever, mm-hmm. he's going to be like, okay, like. I'll shift this way a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, they'll come see you. I believe that. So.
1: that I mean, that's one thing that's I believe that. so interesting to me is deer movement, mm-hmm. deer, you know. Patterns. Travel. What oh, you just said, Dustin, another, yeah. is, uh, I mean, one of our properties um, last year, we har- um not one of us sitting here, but um, my brother-in-law harvested a beast mm-hmm. and got one photo of the deer two years ago, passing through, middle of the night, that was it. Mm-hmm. We're yep. like, damn, that's a cool deer. But mm-hmm. that was the only photo we ever saw of them. Yep. Then we we had been working on this place, Mm -hmm. um, doing a lot of different, attractive, you know, stuff. Clearly, Um, one food plot that we thought would be important uh, because it's different than anything else they eat. Yep. Then he started showing up in the summer, and then he he did his little disappearing act, Mm -hmm. and then, boom, right back, and and he took his last breath on that farm, and it it was cool to see that deer slowly move. to you? He would not live in there, but he, he frequented, it, he frequented it again. Yeah, you made, yeah. It, yeah. You made it to
4: yeah. where he would frequent the area. And I mean, I think that's the goal for most people. It's hard, and even to Tristan's point on that farm, how big is your farm? You know, is it, you know, 100 acres, 120 acres? How's it lay? How's it run? I mean, those deer could be just 40 acres to the side. You don't know it. But again, yeah. making it more attractive, get them back on you. Um, just increasing the odds. Always, the thing that's that, literally the key. What
5: I was talking about, what a lot of people disagree with, is like, when do you want to be? When do you want to pump the brakes? Like, when do you want to stop doing stuff because season's coming up?
0: Yeah,
4: I think you can do whatever you want all summer, pretty much. Yeah, all summer. Don't, I mean, and with a, me, aside from.
5: Totally <laughs> transforming your property. Just freaking of, yeah, like that's a, a party out there thing, every night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: You can get after all your little projects and stay on top of it as yeah. quick as you want. This time, a of year.
5: lot of guys like I, I love think. late season hunting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, for me, I wouldn't be afraid to do work all the way up until pre rut.
4: Yeah, yeah, darn near October. October. Yeah, October. We'll do that
5: tenth or fifteenth.
4: Yeah. Tristan, we've done. Uh, it.
5: There's been times where. When on, on my last Sorry, guy. Oh, you're good. guy I work with, we had a crew of four or five dudes running through acres and acres of timber with chainsaws. Yeah. We could do 30 or 40 acres in a day with all of us. That's a stretch. Not that one. Not, maybe about half of that. But uh, that very next day, there's deer in there where like you were injured, yesterday and you know, they're, they're curious, curious animals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're curious like what was that commotion and they're not
4: stupid they know you're gone there's a difference yeah. between danger yeah. and yeah.
5: disturbance Yeah, and yeah. i think yeah. they know that well and part of my struggle too is too
4: many uh, disturbances though sorry real no, quick yeah. will will eventually push, them, push yeah. them out of the yeah. picture you know if you yeah. go through you doze a house and then you're building a pond and you're you know yeah doing 30 acres at that and it's a Several month long process. You're probably going to disturb them out of the area for a given amount of time yeah, until okay. they eventually will circle back within, you know, a year or so. And I've seen that on places. But go ahead. Sorry about that. No, you're no, just
2: you're fine. Good. I was saying part of my struggle and I don't know, strategy is I have a lot of row crop fields and I can't get to a lot of my stands until mm-hmm. those crops are gone. Yeah. yeah. And so then, as soon as that that's coming out, I'm getting in there, getting the stand set. I've already cut quite a few shooting lanes early, early summer, just because when the growth started, I want to make sure, you know, where I was. And so I got to where I can get in there. And then I like, as soon as the crops come out, because something's changed and they get curious. Mm-hmm. And then you're there, as soon as, uh, you know, someone's done some dirt work, some mm-hmm. fresh dirt work. Oh, they love turn up dirt. They love really well. turn up you know dirt, and they just mm-hmm. get that curious from it. It might be just for a couple times just to check it out. But I've noticed the buck I've seen in that summer... You know, whether it's a, a trail cam picture or whatever, they disappear on me for a, a long period of time, mm-hmm. and there's some success and that little tweak, little change, and all of a sudden, they're curious again, and they're back in that area like you were talking about.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and I mean, even with the crops, if it's corn, they're going to lose cover, and they have to disperse differently and go about their nature. I and mean, they're always changing, so, mm-hmm. and then, you know, then there's the variable of humans, too, on top of it, pushing them around, doing something you might not know they're doing. Yep. Someone could be building a house somewhere that you know. <laughs> yeah. just, freaking coyotes running through all in all the middle out, of your yeah. hunt. Yep, yeah. this is over. <laughs> <laughs> neighbors, pet, pet dogs. dogs yeah, I've Ooh, had that a lot. That's that's about. I don't even want to hunt places like that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds uh, like there's a touchy, old, touchy uh, feeling there. So come running it. through. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Well, bad i good. Uh, well, I'm good on that.
1: No, it's. There's always something changing with your, you know. Every property is different. Mm-hmm. I mean, like like you were saying, Ryan, how big is it? And then, well, I mean, what is it? Is well, it 200 yeah. acres of nothing but row crop and a few ditches? Or is it 200 acres of all timber?
4: Right. And I mean. Everybody in here has brought up different scenarios, and we could probably keep going around again and again and again on yep. places we've been and what we've seen and how it's all gone. And to me, what it really comes down to is I've found out that these farm plans are highly educational for people to try to, you know, figure out, like you said your scenario or your scenario have a guy come in that can give you a different outside perspective hang out with you for a day hand in hand leave you with a nice map and some some things to read over and to kind of just sit on and then attack it you know a little at of time what right. can you do this year what can you do next year you know a lot of these guys who hunt together to you know five four or five men in a group or whatever you know you i the drama that can happen with some of that stuff or oh he says it shouldn't be here and he says it should and this you know i've i've seen a I, lot I can of that see it, stuff yeah. so to me it's like that this is like this the the sell-all you know it's like if we're gonna hunt together we're gonna go off of a uh, third party <laughs> yeah, Third, third, part third play. party. Yeah, like that, way uh, forward, that but, but i have you know and, and i've had guys and i've sold these for guys for purely that benefit where it's like you think you want to do this, and you think you want to do this, and you think, and like they've had me come up just to hang out with them and give them my ideas. I'm like, guys, I can tell you guys all this stuff, and you'll agree with all of it. But if you don't have an actual plan on paper that someone made up for you that tells you all this good stuff, yeah, it's probably never going to really happen. You know, because it's like year three of hanging out, and we haven't you know, done anything yet. You're going to do <laughs> yeah. the same thing that you you've know been doing I mean, the last. Yeah. And I've hunted probably. farms where you know. Micah, you had the great idea two years ago, and I didn't want to listen to it because it was your idea two years ago, and now it's my idea now, and so now we're going to do it. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All Micah too, doesn't have like, great ideas. Well, exactly. <laughs> he has no good ideas. So <laughs> you have to take it from him and yep. make it your good idea. You know, and, and that's all – I don't know. You have to humble yourself, you know. But and to me, I think the biggest thing is it comes down, you have that plan, it gives you something, a checklist, something to work off of, and – I've said it, and I'll always say it increasing the odds, you know, as best as you can for I don't know what something what's a day come out on a 160 acre farm and survey it and do all that stuff. What's that run?
5: Oh, like what we did that day? Yeah, for somebody on uh, three hundred fifty bucks or something you get the like print that. print off
4: somewhere around three hundred, three hundred fifty bucks for a good right. for just farm, for this you know. and
5: the day. You know, it kind of yeah. depends on how far it is, like how right. in depth we get. You know, yeah, an kind
4: of affordable rate nonetheless yeah. is is my point, I guess on that prices, all that. But there's guys who do it, and you know Dustin does it as well. And I'm not trying to turn it into a sales thing, but to me, it's you focus on. <laughs> Just making it happen, you yeah. know. And well, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. Exactly. More than one person. Yeah. it's going to be, uh, and it's not going to hurt uh, you any. Well, to get a
3: professional's opinion, I mean, we no, can. No, I mean, no. us three, we can sit around it's, all day long. I'm not going to hire look, you. Look at YouTube and do or right. do whatever. Yeah, I could but do this, you, How
4: much would you trust it? Right. I have a degree to back it. You know what I mean? It, Man, it, and all you know, that, it's all. I'm not going to hire you to
3: fix a cavity
1: you're not a dentist <laughs> exactly i, <laughs> you know? would, I
4: wouldn't i just get the pliers yeah. Like <laughs> yeah so it's
1: kind of the same thing with this sort of stuff um you know there are people out there you know guys like landon legacy dust I and mean, you have a degree in this stuff and you've been doing it now yeah. sounds like for your full-time job for however many years
5: since college so. so
1: yeah those it's it's i don't know how you kind of explained it it's you get what you pay for
5: said
4: it's right. worth the money and and i've i've done it on two farms now with him like i said i sold one to or help i guess i call it sold one I hooked up with another buddy on one because the other thing for me just like the fact that i'm I and mean, i'm not discluding anybody else but my brother-in-law is in on the farm with me too the 160 but you know he he lets me kind of come up with this good stuff and then this is how when if he has a buddy up or you know i have a guest or some somewhere along that nature it's kind of like hey this is what we go off of up here mm-hmm. you know go we, have here. A, we have a north wind today yeah. so you can hunt these three stands and these will be your access points Another there's time. no question cool you know there yeah.
2: to kind of tell listeners what we're so, looking at i mean they got a pretty detailed report probably should here. have done this about an it's hour what, ago my bad it's four five <laughs> pages long has maps has pictures of trails Way it kind points. of goes over, yeah. It has waypoints of stands and everything. It kind of goes over like their different, you know, situational stuff of where okay, you got a north wind; these should be your access points to get to these stands, travel areas, what they're seeing, what it should be. They got um, warm access, cool access. I mean, they got a lot of good information there. That it's not just okay, you got this type of tree over here; you need to be there. They have some situational stuff in these maps and different things. Uh, you know, I I just looked at for. Two minutes to there yeah, a second. I mean, there's some good
4: information. Suggested food plot sites, uh, areas to retain native grass, you know, future row crop, you know, hopes, right. things like that. And that's where, again, like this can kind of be your summer checklist uh, as well. And I always have it on hand with me is because it, it keeps it all fresh. Of, yeah. Oh, I do want to move that stand this year. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe we have time this year to put in that uh, watering hole or something like that. It's another so, potential tool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's something you can't figure it out yourself. I right. mean, no, you know, you a lot of people can. do. But, you certainly can. Um, to me, it takes question out of if you're hunting on a farm with mul- multiple people. It's a must-have. Makes you know, sense. I think. If, I think if someone wrote an article about it in like those magazines and everything, that everybody reads because I know we've all read those stories of mm-hmm. the guys who. Make tradition not as fun as it used to be. Yeah. That this can kind of help solve some of that for some people. Makes sense. If I was in a hunting group that I was kind of starting to feel that way with some guys, I would pay for it myself out of pocket. I wouldn't ask the other five guys in here for the money. I'd just be like, hey, Guys, i got my buddy coming up, and whoever wants to be there, be there, because he's going to give us some stuff. And he's going to settle this. It. Yeah, he's going to settle <laughs> yeah. it. He's going to settle <laughs> the score. For, <laughs> hopefully. Well, yeah, then they say, not, I don't agree with him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think you see it more and more often with, one, land prices. I mean, the way they are, I guess there's more expensive to, to try to own a piece, like you said. Mm-hmm. More people are going together and it does yeah, yeah, it is, that does eventually create conflict on those things. Stuff. And this yeah. kinda like you said, it helps with that to where you can identify, okay, this is why we should be doing those. So I I don't need you walking in on this side of the farm when I'm trying to hunt here instead to be more beneficial if you're we're over here. So I mean page. it helps everybody no. work
4: together like you were saying. You break it down to the science and you can't really argue with it yeah. as much. Yeah. yeah. Rather than it's oh you're supposed to trust me type right. of thing. And another thing you could use this for,
1: um, or not even just if someone went out and got a plan like this, but if you're just trying to manage your property is you can use things like this and knowledge and experience from people like you, Dustin and Ryan, you seem pretty damn smart at it too. I don't know if you're not you don't I have got- a degree in it or whatever. No, but, I just yeah, just uh, the degree of on trying. that though,
5: even like you just we know this. what we know what college is about. Yeah. <laughs> Most of what I, got I know the degree, now yeah. is from what I've done after college. Right. Yeah. But I got the you got the piece of paper because right. I went to college, right. and then he gets
6: to sound yeah. cool. You can also approach. <laughs> I got a degree. You got a degree.
5: You know,
1: you can also approach adjoining and adjacent landowners and say, hey.
4: Ah, um, absolutely. Yeah. What uh, do you
1: think about maybe I'm not saying I want to hunt your property or nothing like that, but yeah, what, what if we work together? Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah, and we, we turn this whole area into something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, There's plenty of neighborhoods. You know, this that is what I'm too. looking about yeah. doing. Guaranteed. I mean, we've we've all um, had that happen where if you just talk to the people around you Mm-hmm. They're all, for the most You'll part, surprised. To, yeah, and, no. and who cares? By the way, if they're not doing the same thing as you, you, well, you know, sure. if you if you're wanting to, let's say,
5: you're going to find that sure. guys aren't going to want it. Some will say be they are, it. and they're really not.
4: Yeah. and some are, and people, and are. you know, people. It's a daily choice. <laughs> I mean, and I've, hunting, though, I've had it
1: where I don't know how to say it. Let's say you have a, a landowner. You want to start trying to get to the point where you harvest mature animals. Yes. Okay. The the adjacent landowner says no. I shoot it. If I see it. Okay, cool. That's well, fine. And then you hear the argument, well, I'm not going to do that anymore then, I guess, because they're well, not doing it. yeah. Nah. Nah, I would say nah, you, I you manage know. the property for what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You can't control what others are doing. And
4: nah. You just pray you can, they uh, shoot a buck and get out of there. Yeah. You not, can do you know, a uh, couple up,
5: strips of hinge cutting along their border to try to keep <laughs> the deer from crossing yeah. on the property. You can definitely do, but to me, even
4: how yeah it's all about how far you want to go yeah, but, but traces, nine times out of ten amount.
1: you have that conversation with that landowner, yeah. owner and they're like hey yeah
3: yeah because they might have been thinking the same thing they're like well i'm gonna shoot it because i know the neighbor's gonna
4: shoot it that's what yeah, yeah, I yeah, everybody, yeah everybody everybody has that argument well, if i don't it shoot it don't. he's
3: gonna do it yeah. well you haven't talked to that neighbor so you don't know what he's thinking he might yeah. you know want to grow them and also he might have Hey, I got five grandkids that come over and yeah, hunt, I don't know. care what they shoot. They shoot what they want. Hey, that's fine. You ne- need to know to know. It's them. good yeah. for you to
4: know for your own yeah. farm practices of kind of anticipating. And then here's the deal. With what you said, if that's what he tells you, you guys have a good conversation. Whatever, then you can go back to that guy and ask, "Hey, how how the how the kids do this year?" You right? Know? Then you kind of know. Well, and you see the pictures. Oh shoot, yeah, I had him. I didn't have him. And on say him they or whatever. Say
5: they do shoot your. target. It's
4: still hard to go shoot a buck, right? So, yeah, yeah. It's, either, not, either, like, it's not just because they shoot not whatever shopping. year they want doesn't mean yeah, that
5: yeah. you know they're going to get the chance still. And say they do shoot your target buck, at least you're going to know.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. where would yeah. he go? Oh, you never we never hear from him. So my neighbor, well, he shot a one ninety nine.
5: Well, I two years deer, ago yeah. and, oh, wow. uh,
4: i watched that deer grow for three years and uh honestly it didn't bother me a bit that he that's shot un- it you know I, un- I went out there tristan came with yeah. me we showed up he shot it on uh opening night of rifle season two two years ago it'll be two years ago this november we went out there took pictures of it for him all that stuff and i didn't really even know him that well uh story long story short he put a trail camera out that week saw it on there went to that stand shot it you know and mm-hmm. It was one of those prime examples of he didn't, he frequented our area. He was more of a summer pattern on our area. Yeah. Um, that last year, he actually happened to be on there more than ever. I mean, and during prime time, I just didn't hunt him that hard. Some yeah. of these other things going on, you know, and, and they were shot. I wanted to go see him. Yeah. That's impressive to see a 199 inch deer, let alone one that yeah. actually walked hoof on your property, you know. So right. Those don't exist that You just often. have those, I mean, yeah, you have those conversations and, uh. It's just supposed to be a healthy sport, and I think this farm plan helps that yeah. too. Yeah. You know, helps keep it healthy. Um,
6: You'd be surprised how many. "Quote unquote QDMA neighborhoods there are. If you just don't be afraid to ask your neighbors. You know? Today's
4: Absolutely. day and age, we just
1: don't talk to people anymore. Right? No. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna talk right. to him because he's he's an idiot. Yeah. How do you know that? He yeah. comes yeah. up and you rifle haven't hunts. talked to him. All he
4: does is rifle hunt. And well, you know, and, and even then, like, they like they we had, well, last they probably year. shot four doe. You yeah, know, you know, yeah. a lot of people yeah. go out and shoot a doe, the very first doe they see, just because they literally are getting meat in the freezer. And really? it goes
1: back to what Tristan was saying in the beginning about uh public ground. Just it is what it is. Just enjoy the damn process. We had the same stuff happened last year uh, that ryan was just talking about or not yet last year two years ago so the same time you were dealing with that we my brother-in-law mostly played cat and mouse with this freaking buck for three months before rifle season and opening day of rifle season these dudes drove up from the south (laughs) got on a four-wheeler drove into the field got off of it and shot shot that deer and that's life the deer went south instead of north yeah. and it yeah. it sucks and you you feel cheated a yeah. little bit because you're like no i've been you know but at the same time wasn't meant to be Wasn't meant to be and oh. he he was nice to the guys and yeah. they let him check him out he got to hold him you know hold yeah. the rack in his hands yeah. and um that's that's it's that part but of the sport man we don't part own, of the sport. we don't
4: own any of it and uh it's just a matter of enjoying it and so to me it's i always want to be out there enjoying it and enjoying it is improving it and the yeah. hopes that you're increasing the odds you know and being mm-hmm. around people enjoying it um the fellowship and relationships that's what hunting is about yeah. is you know I, we all like to go out ourselves too but it wouldn't be no fun if i didn't have somebody to call right mm-hmm. or him calling me what, how you know telling you this crazy story about how the hunt went or dragging one out with them and you just do it yourself all the time it's it's
1: funny the stories we talk about and tell each other are never the ones that the shot was made no like not not really my favorite story from last year is when i called you in the combine because i had my son chase with me and my little six-year-old son at the time with me and i had a deer come in that i knew that was just a three and a half year old year old and i decided to pass on that deer well, when he comes in at 10 yards broadside, and my little, little boy was with me they, and they I they had it on camera them. and I'm yeah. like, oh man, should I shoot him? Yeah. I sit there and I'm on the phone with Andy yeah. with the, the deer in front of me, him. And he's Stupid me. freaking deer, apparently. I'm like, hey, should I shoot him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's still here after to... the
4: phone conversation. There's no choice. <laughs> and so
1: I, I decide to pass on him and the deer walks off and Chase is like, Daddy, I want to see him again. I want to see him again. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, rattle a little bit again, and come whoop, back. turns right back around and comes back to ten yards broadside again. Did
5: that thing do that? I didn't. I never shot him. <laughs> so but. thank God you didn't shoot him on the first time. <laughs> Chase. Yeah, yeah. Got to come back and, yeah. or he got to see the deer come back yeah. and see you call him yeah, in, which that's, that's always cool, you know. Yeah. And that's a story I'll, I'll
1: kind of never forget, just because it was his first time going hunting with me. Seeing a bug. He got to see a buck at yeah. ten yards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Dustin's point know,
4: too, calling him back in, he got to experience that. Yeah. I mean. There's more. It's more than just the kill, it, and it, you we, know the you phone call to Andy. It's just phone. all kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, him on the phone had thinking, nothing to do with the kill. Man, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> he's like, dude, I don't
1: know. He's literally in a combine, <laughs> eighty yards away. I was, I
2: was in the same field as them <laughs> in the <laughs> combine. It. Is the thing like, I couldn't yeah. see him. He was in the timber. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I was. I I was right there, and he's calling like, oh, he must have shot one. So I answer. He's like. He's in front of me. What
1: do I do?
4: What do you (laughs) mean? You're a grown man. (laughs) Need some
1: advice. (laughs) It was. I was tearing it. You you want
4: me to tell you to shoot it, but I. I think we. I don't know what you said to me at this point. (laughs) I don't remember. I don't don't know.
1: You know, it's it's those stories that. Yeah, um, my brother-in-law two years ago, or you, Ryan, could have got all all been out of shape. Well, then why do it anymore?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you're not always gonna be the one that kills them. I mean, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Sometimes and. You know, last year, he was the one that killed him. Mm-hmm. And um, just that's the sport, and that's what's fun about it. He you know? got
5: tested that day. Yeah. yeah. He got yeah. tested, he yeah. reacted positively, and so the next year he was the one that got the kill. Him. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, yeah.
4: there's a spiritual side of it all too, you know, yeah. you can't forget about. I mean, a lot of things go into it, but I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it the summer session here so yeah hopefully, yeah hopefully, hopefully it was in inter- yeah you know, i think a big you takeaway
2: we, we kind of circle back around everything is developing the plan i mean in the summer you're you're capitalizing, you're getting a plan on travel patterns corridors food sources water sources and get i mean from your guys well i'm getting taking away from this conversation as you guys even have it on paper you have you have what your plan is and trying to execute that plan uh, come fall
5: 100 percent. yeah know. i guess that and, would have been a, a better way to answer in the beginning <laughs> is have work on your plan you yeah. yeah yeah just work on your plan make sure that you're ready when season comes around and, yeah you know yeah. that's all encompassing
4: work yeah. on your plan modify it chip away at it you know and yeah. you can do a modified it, version of this on it. public yeah. ground yeah, yeah. you, know? oh, yeah. Yeah. you definitely this can. i mean you
1: can't do stuff on public yeah. ground but you can right start looking for those travel know. areas start mapping stuff yourself Right, uh, Micah, you start figuring ago, out where you, you did want to access public.
4: and, yeah. and
6: mm-hmm. where you want to enter and exit and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, well, I think I mean, another thing though too with this just summer, going off past experiences like you we were just talking about, like I myself personally, I log like every hunt. Well, you yeah. know? I, I think that summer we're all we're not hunting anything. We're just thinking about hunting. Yeah, I think. I mean, log and hunt. I'm talking wind direction, you know, what deer you saw, where, whatever. I think it's a great time to reflect on past experiences to develop game plans, too. You know mm, I mean? Yeah. Well, you can, out. Certainly. So.
1: Finding those annual patterns that might present themselves. Yeah.
2: Well, a sample of that, I was watching, is three years ago now. There was a deer who would show up. It was the same barometric pressure switch with the same wind. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad before, and I actually jetted out of work early, I said, it's Wednesday, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I was watching, the, I used that, the, you know, jury cast or whatever. It was mm-hmm. the first year it came out, and I was watching. Every time I seen him, it was these same conditions. Mm-hmm. I said, Wednesday's it. He's supposed to be there. And it was the Wednesday before rifle season. I said, I have to be there. Yep. 16 yards. Got him. That's where he was. Yep. It can happen though. You don't, it it stuff, though like you don't that. catch it. You mm-hmm. know? No, yeah. Yeah, you
4: won't. Yeah. you got to yeah. log yeah. in. I mean, that's it's so all about how far sure. you want to mm-hmm. go with it. Look, I mean, the, yeah. the, you can go and go and go and go. and.
1: Well, and you keep can narrowing it down, and,
4: you and the can guys who kill a lot of deer do a
1: lot of storage space yeah. <laughs> on those photos that you keep that mm-hmm. you don't think mean shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's you're same. like, well, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep these photos maybe, because maybe you know, be in three year. years yeah. you go, okay, he was two on this photo, yeah. now mm-hmm. he's three and a half, yeah. now he's four and a half. Yeah. All right, this year, the last three years, I've got that buck on between these three days yep um mm-hmm. this time of yeah. year you know well, that's the
6: same with the photos you know but like i mean i used to do everything on paper but now with technology i just do all notes on my phone but like I, I log stuff that seems like would never matter it's like you know barometric pressure pressure wind obviously Richard, all routine. that but also how much minus wind direction how much did the temperature change from the time i got in the stand to how i got out of the stand mm-hmm. and what deer i saw yeah the stuff you log can become useful sometimes. I gotta do a better job
1: of doing that I, I don't log I, I yeah. think I'll remember everything Right, yeah.
6: Yeah. Never the the same way. Yeah. I, I used to
4: a lot more than I do now I've been in kind of this influx of like getting thrown around from farm to farm you could call my buddy Chris he would he would Tell you a whole podcast on how bad it's <laughs> <laughs> get that number. Yeah, you, you might do it. No, seriously. But uh, I want to get back into more of that stuff too, and it is very, very crucial. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it's I had to kind of get back into what I'm going to consider my home farm again before I do it because if you're not really on a particular area or spot, some of that, I mean, what's what's the use in that mm-hmm. information if you, it's not for your particular yeah. deer or place or – if you don't know, you know if you're gonna have mm-hmm. access to that land the next year. So why even keep the trail cam pictures? So, yep. Everybody has different circumstances, um, but there's always something that you can be doing to improve your outs. So, oh yeah, yeah. Great. I, time I time to think that's kind of out. the go door knocking if you don't have anything else to do this time of year. Yeah, go you know, If there's something you can do to help them, Drive put some around. money in front of them. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah. scout. <laughs> look at, look go go. <laughs> yep. Look in on some public land. I mean, there's always something to be do. There's no off season. We all know that. So. Yeah, absolutely.
5: Yep. What uh. Did we ever answer the everybody's yeah. favorite thing about? No, we never did. Yeah, I, think. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't.
1: I said I'm a host. I didn't say I'm a good host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wormhole. Let's let's go right back. Yeah, we got no. That we got into a deep rabbit hole and we stayed in it is what we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Were we talking about uh, <laughs> was this Something about the ear and stuff. I don't. Who remember. was it? Yeah. What's a podcast? <laughs> What's a podcast? Yeah, I mean that's kind of cool because yeah, we we pretty much talked about property and how you manage it for deer, but um, we've gotten some interesting answers when, when I asked this question. So I'll ask the three of you um, an hour and a half late, but, hey, we're going to ask. <laughs> Brian, what's your favorite thing about the outdoors in the state of Missouri? Uh,
4: it's just, there's just so many opportunities for it that it's hard to really narrow down to one thing. Um, so I'll pretty much say you can enjoy it all out here, um, all four seasons. You know, there's something to do. Um, yep. The scenery, you can go down the lake in the summer. You can fish in the fall or spring and hunt turkey and deer. I mean, it's just all that wrapped up into one little spot for me is just no reason to go anywhere else. Yeah, so, it's got it all. Yeah, it has everything I need.
5: Yeah. Uh But you, Dustin. Along the lines of diversity, Me, yeah. for me, it's more the diversity as you move from one corner of the state oh, sure. and across the state. Yeah. So... North of the Missouri River, we have the glacial till plains, and then you get into your Ozark ground, mm-hmm. and then you've got the basin down in the Boot Heel. And then for us that have hunted along the Missouri River, what's the east over there, Illinois? Kind of, yeah, it starts getting a little more rock-hilly approaching the, the smokies over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like, are right, like, like the Missouri River bottoms. If you've ever hunted the Missouri River bottoms, a lot of that public lands along there, and in my opinion. You get it in the Ozarks too, but it's the if you're on out there on a day where there's not a whole lot of people around, like you it's the like wildest place that you can get in Missouri, yeah. where where there's not anybody close to you for miles. Yeah, you know, you're so out there alone. That's kind yeah. of my you can get away from it's your it favorite all. thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the just the just the different differences in terrain as you move across, yeah. mostly you. north to south.
1: But I've, I've said several times, we'll yeah. get to you, Tristan. Like Missouri is. Five states that come together it's in not. one place. Yep. You know, um, really we're we're is. partial because we're all from here. I get right. that.
4: Yeah, but yeah. we've been around. We've but all been. Yeah, places. There's cool places. I mean, Iowa's got yeah, the biggest sure. freaking deer in this yeah. this
1: world. But what I love about our state is you can be like you said. You know, Pike County up in Northeast that's Missouri mm. you can be down in um, you know Springfield area Branson area and be in a totally different world yeah. like prairie. in the same yeah. state yeah. you know and I think that's what's cool mm-hmm. um, other states have some of those offerings I mean even like we were just talking about Iowa you got the two rivers on the east and the west side that really have some cool stuff um, as well but it's just it's all that stuff can kind of converges in mm-hmm. our state mm-hmm. and yeah, that's nice. what I think
6: that's that's cool about it but, it's beautiful
1: yeah Tristan how about you man
6: that's I mean the divi- the diversity of the land's gotta be you know, one of my favorites as well. But I mean minus the abundance of our wildlife populations and how big we can grow our deer, you know, when we have the opportunity to do that, uh it's a hunting episode, but in my opinion, fishing, uh the fishing in Missouri is outstanding we have people we don't realize it but we have people that come from all over to fish in Missouri. Yep. Uh That's not true. just the size of our fish but uh, you know, the abundance of species. We got different species of catchers an opportunity for everyone uh and then the beauty of our lakes as well i mean it's an awesome place to fish and come visit so
2: yeah to yeah. touch on that it was just in was a Bassmaster magazine it was like one of the top five uh, lake of the ozarks is like one of the top five in the nation mm-hmm. maybe bass fishing yeah. yep. lakes and then doug in our earlier episode uh he mentioned what buddy from japan was flying in to fish, to fish a Missouri. tournament here in yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah doug vomberg's a professional bass fisher in table yeah. rock too yeah yep. oh yeah
3: table, i was down there i was on vacation down yeah. there this last week it's absolutely gorgeous oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's,
4: it's and awesome. that's what's
1: cool i mean you can you know bass obviously and then you got trout all i mean walleye yeah. you can you can fish oh yeah many um, many different fish, species alligator yeah you can snap, and my nephew got into that noodle Everything.
4: trot lines rivers lakes yeah oceans. it's just very oh, diverse and it's water bear, it gets
6: overlooked i feel like a bear are coming bear hey bear through. hey yeah. i want them to keep overlooking it that's yeah. Right. <laughs> no, you, kinda. <laughs> yeah that's right no i've yeah we right. don't do have any animals there's no They're not there. There. nothing
4: here nothing to do the best thing about it is nothing yeah well that's
1: that's a good spot to end um before we hop off uh we will include some show links also on the the release but you guys want to give any um, any handles uh, out social media things. pages or whatever yeah. for midwest yeah, wildlife just, for uh, yourselves
4: yeah at midwest wildlife um that's the facebook and youtube or sorry instagram and then the youtube's midwest wildlife productions so mm-hmm. okay. right on We're just hanging out Telling
1: you. So, you're planning yeah, on doing this year. coyote hunt again next year?
5: We are, yeah. We have to do that. Folks, we got the if you're anywhere around. yeah, I didn't get to go either, so hopefully I'll make it this year. Yeah, you know, what, what was that about? <laughs> I'm a wrestling coach, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. a tournament. You had a
1: tournament, yeah. It's, it's, I don't even think I was supposed to get to go, and then something changed. No, we were definitely
2: uh, planning on it. I think that's why. Maybe like state probably, wrestling I'm time, maybe. I, I think know, that it might be where I was. Oh, was. yeah, I'm you
1: were killing. Killing was a It was state wrestling. Or no, it was sectional.
5: It was sectional. Like it was, was sectional. Yeah. Was yep. Yeah,
1: cuz you were giving me freaking play by play. Uh
5: That probably was. Cuz I
1: watched his match on your phone. Yep. 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 That's that's what happened. Funny how yep. memories happen. But yeah. anyway, wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Well, I
2: think
4: we could talk to these guys for for days here, so uh Yeah, we could. We'll, we'll have, have you save on another, another episode. Yeah, we'll do out. it again. Yeah. We we were a little rusty to get going, but <laughs> it worked out real well.
1: No, this I mean, this is what's fun about them. We talk about different stuff. Um you know, we sat there about you know like uh, robots and talked about this thing. It just—it's not as fun, for, in my opinion. I mean, we'll—I guess we'll find well, out if people don't listen see, to it. See yeah. like it or not, but you know, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, I we really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you guys. And we'll talk at y'all later. Yep. All right. See you guys. See you Thank you. All right. That's that. And this is this. All folks. You got anything stupid no, to say, Micah? No. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show, guys. Yeah. Uh,
3: that was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. You learn a lot. I mean. Just by talking to different people, which is what's cool about the show we do. You know, Ryan talking about um, natural water for yeah. them—that's something I don't—I've never really thought of. Because anywhere I've ever hunted has had water, right? But it's usually moving water. And
2: when you go back and look at it, yeah, I've, I've, I've thought about my, all my setups and my travel patterns. I watch. There's usually water pretty near. I mean, that's not maybe a reasoning why I did something, but yeah. It's there. But like for
1: him, that's one of his main things that he looks at doing is, and it, I mean, it makes sense. So that's maybe something to think about, you know, just stuff for people to think about some ideas on their, their properties, or even if you're hunting public, uh, public land, you can look at doing, you can't obviously go in and do things, but Mm -hmm. you can work on, Hey, if, if this were my place, what are some things I would look for? and try to go find them on that, that public land and, yep. you know, help yourself uh, be successful. So,
2: Well, I think putting things on maps, putting things on paper is a big thing I took away from it, was they had that, that plan there, and it was about five pages long of just different scenarios, this is this, this is that, and then sticking to that. And then Tristan talked about it, um, making notes, you know, documenting things.
3: Yeah, yeah. keeping a log of every hunt and everything that he's done, so... Yeah, Pretty which gorgeous. is
1: something I'm not good at and a, a lot of people I'm sure aren't good at, but it's a great idea, um, can really help you. Yeah. So,
3: But yeah, also one thing we wanted to mention, uh, Dustin, he wanted us to give a shout out for uh, his business, I guess you would call it. Uh, it's called Habitat Works and you can get a hold of him at 816-752-7390 yeah. or you can give him an email at uh, habitatworks.com llc at com. yeah
1: and give the guys over at midwest wildlife a follow and stuff yeah, like that yeah, too if you want to get through
3: information um, through them too I, so we'll
1: we'll link some stuff but you know if you just go search midwest wildlife on facebook instagram you'll find them
2: and um, it sounds like what dustin will do is come out to your property spend some time with you um get a plan kind of get that plan that he's talking about together and give you that plan uh to hunt with your buddies hunt with different people so uh kind of advise he won't do i mean sure he'll do it for you if you you know money right (laughs) but But, uh he'll advise you kind of on right what what you should do
3: yeah Yeah. so maybe somebody just buying a property and they don't know where to start might want to give him a call and he can kind of point you in the right direction
1: yeah yeah seems like a really knowledgeable guy i mean has a degree in this stuff and has been doing it as ever since getting out of school so um so it's a good time
2: like-minded people uh, we could have talked for days oh yeah but uh, it's always fun to sit down like i said like-minded people sharing the passion
1: yep that's what it's about and this this is why we started this whole deal talk like to people like these guys that are normal people just like us normal people just like everybody listening and you know if you if you gain one little tidbit of knowledge from an episode or or had fun one or the other uh then that's a win for me right
3: Right. I go for the fun aspect. I don't care if you don't learn anything. (laughs) I'm I'm not a very good learner. Okay. See you. All right. See you guys.